I feel like I've been holding my breath this whole time because I've wanted to have this conversation with you for so long. But wait, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Planet Spook. Um, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Ethan. And today we're getting into all the nitty gritty of every single Scream movie. Yeah, all five of them. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen them, pause. Stop the podcast, go back, watch every single one in a row, like I did, basically. Honestly, I feel like you're the last person on Earth that's seen the Scream sequels. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, which is what inspired this episode, because Lindsay has not, you've never seen. Okay, so I've seen bits and pieces of them, and I've also seen parodies like Scary Movie, you know, yeah. like, what's up? What's up? but not like the true watching it, sitting down, paying attention. Following the storyline. Yeah. And like, yeah. Except one movie, I had totally seen it before. I'm not going to tell you which one yet, but okay. I'm like, okay, I totally have seen this. Yeah, because I so. feel like Scream is like, and, and the sequels are very much that type of film that like you have an awareness of. Yeah. And yeah, you've probably been in the room where the movie's on, but to hear that you hadn't really fully experienced the whole storyline mm -hmm. was really exciting. So I'm so freaking <laughs> excited yeah. to talk to you and just to hear all of your opinions and everything about every film because this franchise means so much to me. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was probably the first franchise that I really nerded out over oh. um, as like a young horror fan. How and old were you when you saw the first one? I don't remember. I don't... That came out in like 96. Yeah. And it must have been... So you eight-year-old Ethan? Did you see it in theaters? No. I The first Scream movie I saw in theaters was the third. Oh, okay. And I remember sneaking in with my friend at the time. Scandalous. Yeah, I must have been... I was probably like 10 at that time. And... Yeah, so I remember, but I remember like having the costume as a little kid. Oh I God. owned all the VHS movies. VHS. Yeah, Ooh. and they and this introduced me to so many other horror movies that they talk about in the films. Mm -hmm. And from what I hear, that really is how millennials experience and revere Scream is because it introduced them to the whole world of horror. I have so much to say. Okay. I'm so excited to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, let's jump in then. Let's get to it. Yes. Okay. So you have seen the first one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I started from the beginning and watched them all in order. Okay. I also revisited the whole franchise leading mm -hmm. up to the new one. Mm -hmm. So talk to me. What are your thoughts about the original Scream? Okay. So I didn't know what to expect besides like someone gets killed by Ghostface. So you really didn't remember much about it. No, I just know that it's like a killer that calls on the phone, and that was that. Wow. But like, I didn't okay. know who was going to be the killer in the end, or wow. the story behind it, or nothing. <gasps> How exciting. Didn't know anything. I knew that David Arquette and Courtney Cox were in it, and like they got married in real life mm -hmm. around those times. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I didn't really know much at all. I knew Drew Carey, not Drew Carey, <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Imagine if it was Drew Carey instead. <laughs> I knew Drew Barrymore was like in the opening, opening scene of Scream. And that's like an iconic 
scene of all horror, you know? Yes, truly a moment. But other than that, I didn't really know much. I didn't know Sydney. I didn't know the whole storyline of like her mom and like Cotton, which what the fuck kind of name is Cotton? I don't even know. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, cool. So what was your viewing experience like going on that journey for essentially the first time? Um, It was good. I didn't realize that they were like a movie within a movie type thing. Like they were playing on, oh, a horror movie has rules and it's supposed to be this and this and that. I had no idea that that was even a part of the whole thing at all. And I think that's what makes this franchise successful. Like completely. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. And it's interesting because I've, I've always known, I remember like Randy and his rules monologue. Like it's, 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 that's what Scream is. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I I viewed Scream for like the slasher element, so like mm. the complex chase scenes, mm-hmm. um, kind of the melodramatic family story, backstory, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then this time going through the franchise and then seeing the newest version, I really picked up on that through line that this franchise is about horror movies. It's made by horror fans and it's mm-hmm. for horror fans. Mm-hmm. And that just really made me appreciate the franchise even more. I guess I knew that already, but it really kind of like hit home this time. And I was just like, wow, like it makes it not only introduces you to so many horror movies, mm-hmm. but also horror. it speaks to horror genres, horror tropes, and it helps it just it speaks to to all horror fans out there who pick up on these things and yeah. can identify with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did you think about that element of it? Um, I lost you. Okay, so what <laughs> what uh, what spoke to you most about Scream One? What did speak to me the most about that movie? Um, maybe just like the way that they knew that they were playing this horror movie role within the movie and they did it really good. They explained it really well. And then they like did that, you know, followed all the rules, whatever. But then also, I guess the twist at the end with there being two killers, I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting it to be Billy Loomis at the end either because it was like worked out to not be him in the Mm. whole plot line of it. Yeah, that was a really cool misdirect. So who did you suspect the killer to be? Who did I suspect it to be during that one? Dude, I can't even remember because now there's so many suspects in my head. I watched all five movies. <laughs> I'm like, who's who? What's what? Yes. Um, I think I did think that it was Randy at mm-hmm. first, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think for me, what, what Scream, kind of what sticks out to me most about that initial film is kind of like the seriousness and the gravity to all of the killings and to the pain and the trauma, because it's about Sydney who is recovering and processing the death of um, her mother. Yeah. Like one year prior. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's still very fresh. And then Billy's like over here. Well, you just got to let it go. Like bitch. have sex with me. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. It's been a year. Yeah, He's I like, know. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? So weird. One year. Um, but that movie really treats all of the deaths and the, the kill sequences with real weight and gravity. And it makes you feel very, um, like it's in the real world. 
Like, even though these characters are kind of goofy at times and the script is very playful, there's Mm -hmm. still a seriousness and a weight and a gravity to the deaths that happen. Mm -hmm. And then even uh, in the climax of the film, that whole sequence with them in the the kitchen is uh is really kind of, like, disturbing and gnarly. Just watching these two teenage serial killers play off one another and torment his girlfriend Mm -hmm. um i don't know there's kind of a viciousness to it Mm -hmm. um really especially in that opening sequence there's a real like veracity to the death of drew barrymore that i mean even when she picks up the phone or her mom picks up the phone and hears her daughter getting stabbed on the other line yeah that's crazy like we Mm -hmm. don't really see how teenage deaths impact parents often in horror movies So while this movie is so much about existing horror movies and celebrating the genre, it still like introduces new things to it and kind of takes it to a level that we really haven't seen before, especially in 1996. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Trailblazer. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) what would you rate out of 10? What would you rate Scream? Oh, um, I would say maybe that one is like a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did like how in that movie there was like, well, I don't know. When this movie came out, I don't know if the people that was cast in it were huge stars then or if time has just elapsed. And like now me watching this 25 years later, I'm like, oh, that's a huge star. That's a huge star. That's a huge star. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know if they were already huge or if this was like their beginnings. They're coming up. Um, you know? I, f- I think Nev Campbell was known from Party of Five. I never even heard of that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is so, that? <laughs> Party of Five was like a teen soap, kind of like a Degrassi. Or... Okay, sign me up. Yes. Sign yeah. me up. Lindsay is our resident Degrassi stan. Yeah. Um, a thousand percent, which I'll bring that up later. Yeah, so it was very much like a Dawson's Creek kind of, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, Beverly Hills 90210, mm-hmm. like that kind of show. Teen drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was known from that show. That's jam. Um... Was uh, Courtney Cox on Friends already? Was that like in the works or is that like not come up yet or? Yeah. Yeah. I think she had already been on Friends. Okay. Because I had heard that she chose the role because she wanted to like do something that was. Not friendly. (laughs) Yeah. Opposite (laughs) of friendly. Which can I just say like I've always enjoyed her character but rewatching these I feel like she is the best character in all of them like I love her bitchiness but I love Mm -hmm. her like go-getter hustler attitude yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. I just have so much respect and admiration for her even her hair even her hair no no her hair got progressively worse that neon green suit that she wears (laughs) she's taking punches like yeah I just love everything about Gail Weathers um, in the original and especially in Scream 2 um, and Scream 3. She's just an iconic character. And I, I it's fun to like rewatch these movies and kind of fall in love with different characters or mm-hmm. enjoy different elements of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's so cool about this franchise is these films truly have complexity and layers to them. So there's so much that you can enjoy, yeah. whether it's 
um, violent killings that you're into or intelligent, quirky dialogue or... Weird romantic looks. What? No romance story? I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) There's there's something for everyone. Now, I will say to that point that um, the... I, I fast forwarded twice when I rewatched Scream and it was Wow. Some fan you listen, were. I've seen this movie <laughs> twenty goddamn times. No, uh <laughs> the when Billy climbs in her window in the, the beginning. beginning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've 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 just seen it enough where I just feel like that scene is a little slow. And then I also fast forwarded when Billy and Sydney hook up in the bedroom. Towards the end. At the party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in this latest rewatch, I kind of felt like maybe I just don't like Billy because I really wasn't interested in his scenes. I really yeah. was just like kind of like, I'm more into Gail. I want to see what Dewey's up to. I love Tatum. Like, give me more Tatum. Like Dewey. Who's Tatum? Tatum, her best friend. Nipples. Oh, yeah. I'm like, girl, the heck? <laughs> Listen, it was the 90s. Yes. She's perfect. Um, uh, so what's your favorite kill? In that one? Okay. I don't know if I'm thinking. I think it is that that movie. She gets killed. Tatum gets killed in the garage. Mm-hmm. I think that one was pretty cool. So cool, right? Yeah. I love that. I love, I think it's one of the more unique kills of the franchise. Mm-hmm. A little more like Final Destination. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, the opening sequence, Casey's kill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, like, just a moment. Like, you can just watch that scene on its own and have it be the its whole storyline. Yeah. Little perfect yeah. piece. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's so great. I love it so much. Now, it's interesting that Drew Barrymore has said that she was most attracted to that specific role um, because she liked the idea of being a more established star and getting killed off immediately mm-hmm. because it's going to, like, trip audiences up. Um, I guess previously she had gone for the role of Sydney, but then she uh-huh. decided that she wanted to go out early to mm-hmm. try and to, to set up the uh, idea that uh, no one is safe, mm-hmm. um, which I think is an interesting concept and really worked for that first film, but now is not necessarily true because Sydney's basically going to always be safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you, you kind of are not going to kill Sydney in a way that's going to satisfy fans. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that rule is true as much as it was in that first one, mm-hmm. but I did like that element of it. I agree with you, and I think they did that throughout the movies, mm-hmm. except in number five. But, like, number two came all along, and I was like, oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in this movie, Ugh. and then, boom, kill number two, Queen. or something like that. Yes. And then uh, movie three, there was someone else. I don't know who it was, but it was, like, another bigger star, and then, like, mm-hmm. boom, killed right off the bat, too. And I was like, what the heck? And then Benny McCarthy? F- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her mm-hmm. complaining in the director's office or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, before we get ahead of ourselves, let's let's. Are we ready to transition to Scream Two? No. Any final thoughts of Scream? Dewey is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> in movie he, one, he kind of is I like mean, a babe, right? The whole franchise. I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of picked up on that this last time too. Like I so young and charming and helpful and caring. His little mustache. Oh. His little ice yeah. cream cone. So <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I I totally caught that too and I I never really thought of it before, but yeah, yeah, on this last rewatch, I was like, okay, like, I, I no wonder Gail's kind of like noticing him a little bit more because, yeah, he's a babe. Yeah. So awesome. He's too good for her. <laughs> Do you know in the whole storyline when they like got married and all that stuff? And like the whole family? Um, I think that in three, they were already married. Okay. I could totally be wrong, but if I remember correctly, three, they were already married, and by four, they were already divorced. I want to say. Because well, that was like, 10 or 15 years or something in the, between those ones? Yeah, like 2001 to 2011. It was like 10 oh, okay, years. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, what? Well, anyways. Interesting, interesting yeah. time. So, Scream 2. 2, let's go. Opens. Oh, yeah. Back to Scream 1. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised that Matthew Lillard was in that movie, too. Really? I wasn't expecting him. He's a, like another, probably like my second favorite aspect of that movie he's mm. so incredible yeah um and scream fans i think really gravitate towards him as a character and as mm-hmm. a killer mm-hmm. he brought so much um personality and improv to that role too oh so a lot of his um a lot of his dialogue is ad-libbed or kind of just thought of on the spot and yeah he brought a really unique energy to that movie that i think is missed in other films and we'll probably get to that later okay so when you first found out like who the killers were, what was your original reactions to that? For it being Billy Loomis, the boyfriend, and Stu, what's his last name? Mocker. Stu Mocker. The Billy's boyfriend's best friend. friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I can remember discovering those killers because I just, I feel like I've always seen Scream. I really don't remember when I first saw it. But I, upon rewatch, I think it still works so well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think that these films really can be rewatched and still enjoyed just as much. I still had so much fun with rewatching Scream, even though I've seen it a thousand times. 20 times, as you said earlier. 20 goddamn times. Okay, is that a line from something? Yeah, Drew Barrymore says it in the beginning. <laughs> um, okay, I've seen that scene one time, so I can't. Fair enough. So Ghostface is like asking her who the killer in Friday the 13th is. And she's like, Jason. Oh, it's Jason. Okay. It's Jason. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm sorry. It That's their wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of his voice, I always thought his voice sounded more <clears throat> um, villainy or something. Not so like charming radio host like. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it when I first heard it. I was like, mm-hmm. That's. Ghostface's voice in this movie, mm-hmm. it wasn't like raspy or um, menacing. Yeah, it yeah. was just, I don't know. It was kind of clean and I wasn't expecting that. But it yeah. evolves as the movies go on. It evolves and it's actually the same voice actor. He's all done, times? He's done all of the screams. What? So cool, right? Like, yeah. Think about what other horror franchises that are five films deep that have so many reoccurring players. It was Wes Craven directing the first four. Um, Yeah, I guess Saw does have some of the same cast all the way through. Yeah. Um, John Kramer. And there's no accounting for taste. Uh, That's that's from the second movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, let's talk about Scream 2 because I love two. I love wait, this what opening would you so rate much. Scream 1. Oh, um, I'm going to rate Scream 1 uh, 10 out of 10. Perfect movie. Love it so much. Wow. Okay. Um, Scream 2 opening. I love. Oh my gosh. Yes. That was so good. So good. Yeah. You're finding out that you're watching Scream 2, but they're watching Stab 1. And it's like the same thing as Scream, but not. But Mm. yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. Okay. I never been to a freaking movie showing where the crowd's all wild and jib jabbering around and all dressed <laughs> up and him hawing and like party in the theater. Right. Or that, that the looks movie, freaking fun. The movie Sign theater just up. gives you a full costume of ghost face. Like, yeah. Like sick. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, that was actually fun. the, the exterior, the Rialto theaters in Pasadena, super close to my house. Oh, so cool okay. to drive by. And then the interiors were, um, Filmed in Silver Lake, like oh, down the street from my old apartment. Kind of cool. Interesting. Um, Wait, rewinding. Woodsboro is a fictional city. Yes. Where is that supposed to be? In like Northern California. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Their houses are crazy, right? Yeah, and like out in the fields and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like weird. Nah. <laughs> no. Um. So the opening of Scream Two for me is. Such a good follow-up to the opening of Scream 1, and it really solidifies that the opening of each film is a moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. an event. We're going to have some really intense murder scene happen to kind of set the tone. And even though it's very different than the original, I think it works. Still delivers. Still delivers. And... Um, I've heard that they were really trying to let the audience know that these are like higher stakes. So you're not just in a living room in an, a remote house. Mm-hmm. Now you're at the movie theater in public and you're mm-hmm. still not safe. Um, there's yeah. also a theme of being on stage. So... Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, her character gets stabbed. She walks up to the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. She's literally bleeding out and screaming, and people are just kind of like cheering it on yeah. and watching it happen. Yeah. And so um, I think the film is somehow commenting on the fact that we as viewers watch violence apathetically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's saying about that, but I just think it's an interesting kind of turn the mirror on the audience moment that I think the Scream franchise does so well, mm-hmm. even through the latest installment. We'll get to it. But one of my favorite elements of that opening scene. Yeah. I really like that opening scene a lot. So cool. And so we're in uh, <laughs> college now, which I think yeah. feels like such a good natural progression for the story. <laughs> which when they started showing the school and the college, there's um, Rebecca Gayhart is in this movie too. Yes. And I'm like, okay, are we watching Urban Legends? And or Portia what are Rossi. we doing? Yes. yes. What is going on? <laughs> this cast is the best cast of any screen movie. Like I am obsessed with every single person in this movie. Yeah, like Sarah Michelle Geller. Apparently it was like a really big deal when it was in production. Like everyone wanted to be a part of it. Dang. Um, because the original had made so much money and mm-hmm. this was rushed through production and it came out like a year after the original did. Holy crap. Because they were really trying to capitalize Dang. on just the popularity of it. Yeah. Do it while it's fresh. 
So that's why you see so many notable names in this movie mm. um, because everyone wanted to be a part of it. And um, yeah, I think it works really well. What did you think? I liked that one too. Hmm. Um, I think I did think that that other anchor lady, the news lady, Debbie Salt. There was something weird about her. I didn't know what it was, but there's My something queen. weird about her. I and love then, her so much. When, what else is she in? She looks Roseanne. Oh, <laughs> she plays Aunt Becky. Does she do anything else? Um, anything else like horrific like this? I don't think so. Oh. I think she's most known. For Roseanne. And that was another cool kind of casting choice because, like Courtney Cox, she was playing so against type. Um, mm. She seems, yeah, a little kooky and kind of like just there on the sidelines. Yeah. But um, for her to be the killer at the end in like this impeccable white business suit is just <laughs> all that I need and more. I'm so obsessed with that character. Yeah. And I love her as a killer. Who was the other killer, though? Jog my memory. Timothy Oliphant as Mickey, the freaky Quarantino Tarantino film student. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I really liked him, too. I think he is equal parts, like, charming, but unhinged and kind yeah. of can flip that switch really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, so in the original script, it was also supposed to be Derek and Hallie, uh, Sydney's best friend as the killers. Derek was the boyfriend. Mm. Um, but they rewrote it. Some people say it's because the script leaked, but I heard an interview with Kevin Williamson saying that they, they actually leaked fake scripts Mm. to kind of confuse people. So smart marketing. I think that yeah, I think that was part of one of the original scripts that they had leaked. Oh. Um, which I think is good because I don't see Hallie as a killer. Yeah. Um I liked the tie-in with <clears throat> Billy's mom coming back. What did you think about that kind of tying into the original characters from the first film? Um, I think that made that like ultra valid. Mm-hmm. Like it made it for a reason for her to be doing something like that. Vengeance. Can we talk about like when they're on the stage at the end Mm -hmm. and like Sydney is like creating like thunder and lightning effects? (laughs) Yeah, like flipping all these switches and doing this. I was like, what the heck? Like axing, like, (laughs) yeah, all these ropes, a switchboard. This one falls. (laughs) That one falls. Styrofoam blocks. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't that like what someone was climbing up? Yeah. Earlier, I'm like, what the heck? It's a little theatrical. Very theatrical. Um, and there's, I think, that whole metaphor of like being on stage and watching violence happen mm-hmm. play out on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on this rewatch, I was like, okay, this is a little, <laughs> this is a little hokey pokey. <laughs> I think this is where it starts to move away from that seriousness that that first film really has for me and that's why like yeah. in contrast of the two I can start to see this is where Scream becomes a bit more really leans into the melodrama and really mm-hmm. leans into kind of like the theatrics yeah. of it all. Yeah. Um like they're aware of who they are and they're gonna embrace it. Yeah. And totally. run with it. Totally. And make totally. it work to their advantage. Which I think they did. Um Scream 2 has 
my favorite chase sequence of the entire series. Really? What? Could you guess what it is? No, because I can't remember what is what movie. Oh, girl, we're going to have to watch I it all over again. I should have, like, wrote a summary, like, Scream 1, this happens. Scream 2, this happens. Let me think. Um, the phone call when they're trying to, when Randy's, like, on the phone. No, but that was really well done. I really love the dynamics of that scene. Like, mm-hmm. you have multiple characters. They're fanning out. Dewey's, like, tackling people in the quad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Randy's all the while on the phone. It's yeah. daylight. Yes. Quad full of people. Yeah. I do wish we could have seen. I, I, I have a pet peeve of, like, when characters get killed off screen. I, like, mm-hmm. I want to see the death. But fair enough. But that also leaves the door open. Like, did they really die? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my favorite chase sequence in the entire franchise is Gale and Ghostface in the sound studio. That was that one? That's not movie three? Yeah, it's that one. Oh, that one. okay. Yeah, that was really good. I liked that. So good. I just remember, and that scene I can remember watching as a kid and just being so freaked out by it. Yeah. Like... Freaking out, like, oh yes, my God. you're right. Because, like, Cotton was there now and was like also in that chasing tune, right? Or am I Dewey, Dewey comes Dewey? in, Dewey comes in, okay, and he ultimately gets stabbed and she watches Again. him get stabbed, yeah, and Through then the thing, and it's and like, and then she runs away, and then Cotton comes out with bloody hands, okay, like, what's yes. happening, okay. And I think Cotton would have made a cool killer too, um, but maybe that's a little bit on the nose. And, like, Billy was super on the nose, so they were trying to do something that was, like, a little less mm-hmm. obvious. Because mm-hmm. Cotton as a killer might be a little bit too obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just remember that scene being especially suspenseful and, like, really caring for, for Gail and hoping that her and her streaks are safe. <laughs> Shivers. She's, her red streaks, like my red corset. She's <laughs> such a bad bitch in that movie. Like, I really love her attitude, her snark. I love her look. She got a makeover, and she looks great. Randy says she got calf implants, which is like, what? how do you even <laughs> just, do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> I've never, like, knew that was a thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, any final thoughts on Scream? What's your rating? Scream that two. one, I would give it... Um, Maybe also like a 7.5. Okay, so on par with the original. Yeah. You're rating them both the same. Yeah, different, but nice. still just as good. I don't know if it's better, and I don't think it's worse. Nice, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think for, for, uh, Scream, for Scream to have a follow-up. Actually, being... I think it's, sorry, I think it's slightly better than the first one because those killers, I wasn't expecting them to be the killers at all. Love it. And because it like tied into the number one Love very it. well. It's very, it's very rare to hear someone rank Scream 2 above Scream 1. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, that's also my boyfriend's ranking. He also enjoys Scream 2 better than the original. Art and I are very similar. So, yeah, it's really... But in the horror community, that's, like, taboo. Like, you cannot... Everyone is, like, unanimously decided that Scream is, like, untouchable. But isn't that also a whole scene in that movie? In the beginning of Scream 2, they're, like, in the movie class or whatever, and, like, 
all these kids are talking about different mm-hmm. stuff and the professor is like yeah. not even doing anything. I'm like, control your class, dude. What, what? class is this? That they're <laughs> yeah. just talking about movies. Yeah, they're like, what sequel's better than the first? No, blah, blah, blah. they're naming them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and so that's, I don't know. That's that self-referential, self-aware, quote-unquote meta that kind of defines a Scream film, but mm-hmm. also just makes it that much more enjoyable for the audience. So it's mm-hmm. like, they know exactly who they are and what they're doing with the movie mm-hmm. um, and kind of like poking fun at it too, which I'm going to bring up as we get later into it. Okay. Um, I have thoughts on that. But for me, Scream 2 is my favorite sequel. I think it's a great sequel. And um, if Scream 1 is a 10 out of 10, Scream 2 is a 9 out of 10, only because I think for me where it kind of is a little honky-dory is... Um, just thought, like, why is she, like, creating thunder and lightning? Like, that's, like... <laughs> that knocked it down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love... I love Debbie Salt's, like, whole killer reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Loomis, like, you killed my son, so I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Um, as she, like, wipes the fingerprints off of the gun. It's just so mm-hmm. perfect. I love all of that. But when she starts to, like... Sydney starts to terrorize her with like special effects that's where it gets a, a <laughs> little bit yeah silly for me um but otherwise an a, incredible sequel and i love it so much okay love it love, yeah. love it i think i liked dewey too in that movie mm-hmm. he did a good job playing like injured and like nerve damage you know <laughs> yeah and just so caring for good. sydney like he shows oh yeah this is the movie i think where they like started having this weird connection like when they look at each other and smile at each other i was like did something go on with them yeah, I don't think that was really shown in the first movie, Mm-mm. but then like the second one started, and they're talking to each other super endearing. And yeah, like, does this go anywhere? No. Yeah, this and is I how they are. I yeah, I I see that, but I also think it's could it be that like one thing that happens in Scream that is not referenced in Scream Two is Tatum's death, which is Dewey's sister, little sister. And oh, Sydney's best friend. Oh, okay. So that okay. is a link that they had previously shared. Okay. Yeah. And okay. they both that experienced that loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like the film could have used a scene where they talk about that loss. Yeah. So that way we know why they're looking at or why, why? they're looking at each other like this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a romance thing, but now yeah. that totally makes sense that it was a Yeah. And even in later installments, they also have scenes like that where it almost does feel like. Like the rest of it, the whole rest of the franchise. I'm like, what's happened with them? Yeah. But now that you said that, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, any final thoughts? Scream two. No. Scream three. (laughs) Yeah. Thoughts on this opening sequence? Um, This wasn't as good as one or two. I think it was a little bit interesting because it had the voice or ghost face was like, I'll say mocking just for a lack of terms, Cotton's voice. Mm-hmm. And so like the girlfriend was confused. Like, is it Cotton? Is it ghost, fo- ghost, face? ghost voice? <laughs> is it ghost face? So like when Cotton did show up, she was like, ah, why do you want to kill me? Whatever. So there was like that element of disguise. Or, why do you want to kill me? <laughs> Element of what's that word I'm trying to think of? Um, Misdirection, maybe whatever. That wasn't in. <laughs> wasn't in one and two. 
Yeah, it was a little less straightforward, I think, than the original two. Yeah. Um, I liked the Hollywood setting. I like that we get a shot of the Hollywood sign as, like, the opening shot. I think it's just kind of cool to let us know, like, we're not in Woodsboro anymore. Yeah. Um, I did think it was wild that he was driving us suburban, <laughs> cutting through all this traffic. I was like, you could totally tell this was in, like, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. For I think. Okay. So I told you that I I had seen I saw Scream Three in the theater as mm-hmm. like a ten year old, and when I saw it, I remember it being my favorite Scream movie. I thought it was so awesome. Mm. Um, now as an adult, it's actually my least favorite Scream movie. Mm. Um, and this opening sequence, I think, is the weakest of the franchise for me. Yeah. Um, I just Kelly Rutherford is the actress who plays Cotton's girlfriend, and forgettable. She is in Gossip Girl as well, and I really like her in Gossip Girl. But in this scene, I've seen that. she just doesn't. I don't like her in this scene. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying what she's selling. I'm not convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just a little. It just seems like it's very like to the point and kind of over very fast. I guess there is a little bit more of like a cat and mouse as he's like driving through traffic mm-hmm. and she's in the shower, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't have the same kind of pizzazz for me that it, that the others did. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, flat compared to the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides that mm-hmm. voice disguise element. Yeah. So um, I guess high points though for Scream 3, I think there are some strong elements to the film. Um, my favorite aspect is Gail Weathers and fake Gail Weathers, Parker Posey's. Oh yeah. They were good. So good. I I love their chemistry. I love that whole like dynamic of those characters Mm -hmm. and the fact that we're now on a movie set of Stab. It just gets really. Movie within the movie. Movie within a movie, but like on a whole other level type Mm -hmm. of thing, which is, it's fun. It's fun to watch and it's very campy and goofy. Yeah. I think this is definitely when Scream became that and not at all that serious kind of impactful tone that the original had. For sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, What did you think of the killer? Um, I wasn't expecting it to be him because it shows him like when they're at that mansion. Is that his mansion? Mm-hmm. It shows I, know, I think it's the mansion of the the, the main. Yeah, the guy. older guy. Okay, go to his office. Um, they show him dead, quote dead oh, yeah. in like a coffin. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh dang, he got got. But I was like, how did fake Gail not hear all that shit happening? She was like standing at the top of the stairs. You know, I think there was a lot of like plot holes in movie three like mm. how did they not hear that mm-hmm. how did they not hear that or how did what? that voice changer like actually work because yeah like, <laughs> i don't know so i wasn't expecting it to be him mm-hmm. but it was cool that it was and he's like i'm making my own movie uh, and like yeah i don't know favorite kill. i was surprised favorite kill of scream three I'm telling you, I should have wrote a summary of all of these. I think for me, I'm going to go with, well, I feel like Scream 3 didn't have a lot of kills, right? Like we got um, Candy in Roman's office. 
Which was very lackluster. Like, she got the call from Ghostface, and then she, like, gets thrown through a door and stabbed in the back, and that's it. Yeah, and it was like, boop, done. Yeah. Um, so the production of Screen 3 was notoriously impacted by the events of Columbine. Um, so oh. because there was a lot of teen violence in mm-hmm. the news. They toned it down. They toned the violence of this mm-hmm. film down. And it shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scream 3 kind of took on more of like a mystery kind of. That's why we get the whole backstory of Sydney's mom in Hollywood. And oh, yeah. I liked. I really liked those, how they were showing like the photos. Mm. I did like Carrie Fisher's cameo mm. in it. And like <laughs> she talks about Star Wars in it for a moment. Yeah. I, rewind, I was like, babe, Carrie Fisher's in this movie. <laughs> he enjoyed that. Yeah, there's like a lot of. There's a lot of fun things going on in Scream, although it does feel very different from the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Sydney's mom, is that who was on the cover of Scream 1? Um, like the box or the movie yeah. poster? I think that's Drew Barrymore. Really? In the movie poster. It doesn't look like her. It looks more like the mom to me. That would be kind of cool if it was the mom. I thought that's... I don't know. I'll show you later, and we'll post on the on Instagram what I'm Her talking legacy. about. Legacy, yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that they brought that character back into the fold, and that they really made an effort to connect. Yeah, like the killers. don't forget what these movies are about. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Like connect the killer's motivation to the original. And some people mm-hmm. dislike that, but I don't have a problem with it. Um, I mean, I, like if it wasn't for the original, you wouldn't be watching this number three. So, <laughs> yeah, and I like but, I like Roman as a killer. Um, yeah, I think he's I, I I believe that motivation. I think he sold it, and I love Sydney just telling him to get the fuck over it. She's heard this shit before. Yeah, I love that whole exchange. Yeah, this was the one where oh yeah, she lived in that like I don't know mountain house or something right (laughs) she had like the short hair and she was like the the women's helpline yeah lady yeah with a fence that is like two feet tall and a toddler can crawl over it (laughs) but it's still security locked but she locks it yeah with an alarm (laughs) (laughs) yeah that one (laughs) Uh, okay what did you think about the supernatural elements that were introduced in scream three could have went without it yeah it a was little like, mm. hocus pocus for you. Yeah. But now that I know that they had to like cut down violence, they had to fill it with something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess it kind of does go along with like her mom is a bigger plot theme or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this movie versus she was in the other ones. Just because of like the photos getting left behind at all the scenes and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't really feel like it was necessary. And I don't think it tied in in the end very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was certainly a choice, like definitely kind of a left field kind of turn for mm-hmm. the franchise. Um, rewatching it, I don't hate it. I, I kind of just have fun with it because I already I view Scream 3 as kind of like the silly one. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that that's a big component of that movie, I kind of just like roll with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely very different from the realism of of the original and kind of what made the original so scary, which is like, that could happen to you. You could be at home and someone could call you and be outside and then shank you. Yeah. Have a Halloween scary movie quiz with you. Yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, Rating for screen three. 
This one, I would give it like a seven out of ten. Really? So only half a point below the original. What do you want me to say? Six? I would. Okay, yeah, I would say six. <laughs> I mean, rate it how you feel. I think for me, it's probably. I don't probably... think it was horrible, but it just it wasn't the same as the other two. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's a it's a six, maybe a five and a half. Ease. I enjoy some of it, but even on this rewatch, I by like the last twenty or thirty minutes, I was kind of like looking at my phone and kind of over it. Oh. See, I liked that it was in Hollywood. I liked that we were, like, following the, the cast. I thought the killer was going to be Sydney's cast member. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, He's in the bathroom. I want to be Sydney. Or I don't want to play Sydney. I want to be Sydney or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that could have, like, a good play on it. But. I don't know. For me, she's just so small and waifish. And I think that's. An- an issue that I take with future killers of the franchise is that like, Mm. I have to believe that you can physically hunt and kill someone. And that actress was like 98 pounds. So I don't (laughs) not convinced that she would be doing that. Um, But I think, I mean, this is the franchise that also has like dead ghost moms outside the window. Um, So you kind of have to (laughs) kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah. It was good, though, that they had um, Randy's sister. Yeah. Do a little. Like, yeah. Don't forget about Randy. That was kind of cool. Yeah. What did you think about his whole like video? I thought that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is this coming up now? Why did this not come up as soon as Randy got killed? Well, because you know? it's, a, it's a trilogy and the, he was laying out the rules of a trilogy. Yeah, so yeah, so Scream 3 <laughs> like, definitely... He told his sister, don't release this unless it happens again, like... Yeah, that, uh, this, the film really takes a leap, and weird. you kind of you gotta, like, jump with it. Yeah, cool Otherwise, but weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I think, was very much for the fans who just, like, Randy's a fan favorite, and he got killed, so how can we put him in this movie? Yeah, but I mean, if they would have executed it better... Not just a random videotape yeah. from a random sister that we didn't know. Plays, yeah. <laughs> I think it plays a good part because it does go along with like, this is a movie, but it's not a movie, but mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? A bit <laughs> of a know, stretch. Like, it was a bit of a stretch. It was yeah. a bit of a stretch. How do you feel? So Scream 3 originally was the conclusion of this trilogy. So how do you feel like it kind of wrapped things up? Do you feel like it was... A nice ending for Gail, Sydney, and uh, Dewey, or... Is that the one where Dewey proposes to Gail, or is that the end of two? Yeah, he proposes to Gail. I was like, how can you propose to those bangs? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part of this movie, was Gail Weathers' hair. As soon as she came out in the first scene, I was like, oh, God. It's getting worse and worse. Worse and worse. But, um... What's the detective's name? Patrick, is it Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, Mark Riley. Okay, so, uh, Riley? So is Dewey and him related? No. Well, that's weird. Let me see. Okay, so then, they're still together? Kincaid. Mark Kincaid. Okay. Kincaid. Okay, so, we don't find out then, but we find out later that her and Sydney and Mark are together and have kids. 
they're married. Yeah, so that's an Easter egg in the new one that Okay, is I was okay. Not <clears throat> confirmed. Like in an interview they told they asked Nev that and she like didn't remember that Patrick Dempsey was named Mark. But what? yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think for for the fans and the nerds out there, yes, I think it's okay. supposed to be the same Mark. Well, I picked up on that. Yeah. Um I did think it ended fine, but I think the last, the weird scene, okay, it ends with all the four of them, Sydney and Mark, and doing having you know, a movie, like, a movie night, whatever. And Sydney like chooses to not lock the doors or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then the last scene of it is like her leaving the door open or something, mm-hmm. and like the door opens mm-hmm. even more, and then that was it. And she I just- was like smiles at it or something i was like <laughs> what i think it's a, it's a metaphor it right she's open-ended i think she's unafraid she's not locking herself in anymore she has friends over she's okay with the door being open she's not afraid anymore she's at peace you could just leave the door open for anything to happen well, yeah, I think I think it's supposed to show you that she's okay with whatever happens and she can get through it because she's a survivor. Okay. I mean, she she was not afraid of Roman at any point. She mm-hmm. was there to kick his ass and kill him, which she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but to that point, like, I wouldn't leave a door open to watch a movie. I don't know. I would just close the you door. Like bugs? Bugs. Noises? Stray dogs. Yeah, what about your dog? Yeah, <laughs> like just. going to run out. Um, air conditioning, it's just not a choice yeah. I would make, but I get the metaphor happening there. Yeah. So that well, I was... didn't like how that ended, so. Fair enough. Did we rate it? Yeah, I gave it a six and oh, you right, gave right. it a five and a half or something. Five and a half, yeah. Okay, so Scream is dead basically for 10 years until it is restarted 2011 mm-hmm. Scream 4. Um... What are your thoughts about Scream 4? This opening sequence was the best one out of all of oh them. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, I like cool. that one so much. It opens up with two big stars mm-hmm. of that time. From Degrassi. Yes, Shanae. Okay, <laughs> I see you. And then it's like, ah, that was a movie. And then it mm-hmm. goes into the next scene, and these two girls are, like, talking shit about it or whatever. Also huge stars, potentially bigger stars, yeah. Anna Paquin yes. and Kristen Bell. Yes. And then you're like tricked, like, oh, okay, now this is the movie. And then when Kristen Bell stabs Anna, you're like, oh, shit. And then it's, <laughs> wow, stab seven or whatever the whole thing is. And I'm like, oh, my God, they got me again. <laughs> I was not expecting movie to be the movie to be the movie, whatever. I liked that. I liked it, too. It I liked good. it, too. I think for me, the... I do kind of, again, I'm not totally sold by the two final actresses that we got in the, the real opening. Um, I just, mm. I wasn't like totally convinced by them. Who was that? Um, I don't, I don't know their names. They're the two blonde girls. Um, yeah, I wasn't like totally in love with them. I just, I, I, yeah, I loved the like fake out openings. I thought that was fun, but and I think. And then they got you two times. Yeah, I think that was like really cool, but I don't think that the actual opening that we that, that the was the real one. Scream opening, not the stab openings. Yeah, I thought it was a little like 
it felt like an imitation. It felt like they were like trying to recreate what the original was. One. And okay, it yeah. just kind of didn't work as well for me. See that? Which I'm all for like callbacks and nostalgia, but you but have pull to it off. Yeah, you have to execute yeah. it well. And I feel like that one was just a little bit lacking. But um I love the ingenuity. I did see that one in the theater as well, and I do remember seeing it in the theater and being like, what the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> so okay, yeah, so overall, the more that really the good. movie this played on, I was like, okay, I have seen this. And you know what got me and reminded me that I've seen it? Hmm. Freaking Hayden Panettiere and her short-ass hair. Yeah. And her name, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have for sure seen this movie. I remember Emma Roberts being in it. This was during, like... American Horror Story, Scream Queens era, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely remember seeing it. So, so you. I don't know why I would have seen Scream Four without seeing Scream One, Two, Three. Yeah. But I definitely <laughs> saw it. Okay, cool. So that said, what are your thoughts? What What do you think revisiting it? Um, I think I enjoyed it more this time around because I was able to understand what it was trying to do, where it came from, the whole plot lines of it all, whatever. So I was like, okay, I see that. I appreciate it. And how do you feel about this? Because this was really the first film that wasn't solely about Sydney. I mean, Sydney was less of a factor in Scream 3, but I think Scream 4 was the first time that we got a full new ensemble cast that were being stalked by Ghostface, and Sydney was just kind of in the mix. But she was less of a focal point. How did you feel like that was i disagree with that really okay. well maybe she was not a focal point but i th- still think she was the center of it okay because that stuff yeah. wouldn't have been happening if that didn't happen you know her it was her niece now that wanted to be sydney and, and so have she had her to kill sydney moments and she had to know? kill sydney as a result yeah which i almost i guess i get it but uh how sydney runs into the house when um olivia gets killed and Ghostface attacks her and tries to stab her. Mm-hmm. So if Ghostface got their way, Sydney would have been taken out in that moment and not the finale moment. So. But we don't. Do we know which one it was at that moment? Because I thought Emma Roberts wanted to kill her aunt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Emma, oh. Emma Roberts wasn't Ghostface at that moment. It was, um, I oh, think, boy. Harley is his name. Yeah. Charlie. Um, the worst, <laughs> worst killer in Scream <laughs> franchise. Like, I really don't like Charlie. Really? I thought it was fine. He was, like, such a nothing, like, a nothing there. I, okay. And that adds to why he wants to do this. Watching Scream 4 again. So, I liked Scream 4 in the movie theater, and I kind of started to kind of really dislike it over the years. Watching it this time, I had a really good time watching it. Mm-hmm. But I truly dislike every single boy in the movie. Like, all of these teen boys are just, they don't do anything for me. I feel like the boyfriend is, like, a nothing character. He's, like, there to, like, be a red herring. But he just doesn't, he's not interesting. He doesn't do anything. Um, Charlie and then, like, his friend, like, the film nerd. Yeah, the vlogger. Yeah, I really didn't like that vlogger guy. Like, he just, I didn't vibe with him. I didn't like him. I didn't vibe or like Charlie. Um, 
Yeah. They were very different, though, than, like, other male characters of the franchise that were, like, semi-popular, if not popular, like, jocks or looked good. I think they were trying to be, I think they were trying to be Randy in that they were like film geeks, but I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I I didn't vibe with them. I really, I love Kirby. She's like one of my favorites of the whole franchise. Why was her ice cubes so loud? (laughs) Chomping away, huh? Yeah, like in her glass. Yeah. Oh, she's so great though. Um, And I really love Jill. Um, especially because of the ending. I didn't love Jill until the ending, and then when she just started like kicking her own ass, I was just so here for that. Jill being Emma Roberts. Yes. Yeah. Um, very liar, liar. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that movie. I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> um, she just needed to like slam her head in the toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> she should have done that. Um, yeah, that was good. And then I was, I thought the movie was going to end in the house. Mm-hmm. Like the first one ends in the house. It was supposed to actually. And then oh. I think the studio said they didn't feel like that was enough of an ending. Mm-hmm. So they added the hospital sequence, which some fans don't like because they feel like it was just tacked it on. It adds on more. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I, liked, I think it played off well. I like the ending. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of didn't totally love Sydney Sydney in Scream Four. Felt like she was a bit too serious, ominous, just kind of word. like not as. And she didn't seem like she had as much of a personality. Like in the first one, she's grieving, so it kind of makes sense. The second one, she's a badass, but you're rooting for her. The third one, she's like a mega badass you're rooting for. Her. The fourth one. She, like, wrote a book. She wears, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, the Banana Republic dress. And, like, it just seems very kind of, like, <laughs> vanilla and uninteresting to me. Well, after the third movie, she's, like, free and, like, yeah, yeah. not traumatized anymore. Which is great. And I, I, I love that for her. But I think as a character, she kind of is less interesting to me in four. Um so, yeah, that's, like, I guess a complaint that I have about it. But what do you, what was your favorite kill of four? Oh, I know mine. Olivia. Uh, it's in the bedroom. She is, like, getting killed as her friend's across the street. Oh, yeah. Watching through the and it was, like, window. the super blur, not blurry, bloody scene. Yeah. 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 That, I think that was, like, the most bloody scene to date. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think, yeah, because her, like, guts were hanging out and shit. Like, yeah. it was really... Yeah, you, like, hung her out the window. Yeah. And, like, brought her back in. Did he stab her in the hand, too? I don't know. I think she put her hand up and he stabbed her in the hand. I think. I don't know. And I know that happened in the latest. And I think oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. was, like, a callback of that. Oh, okay. Um, But, yeah, I think overall, I think... So, basically, Scream had to reboot the franchise. It had to continue the story mm-hmm. and introduce all of these new characters mm-hmm. and bring a satisfying continuation to the existing characters. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was successful? Yeah, I think it was. Okay. And you rate it? That one, I would rate it um, maybe like a seven and a half. It's like the same as the first movie. Really? You think it's as good as the original? 
I mean, yeah, I really okay. liked it. I okay. like related to the characters more. It was more like I remember being that age. Mm-hmm. I would go to fucking Stabathon. That looked so yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of that movie was when Gail put on the ghost face mask and she's just like in the party all awkward, like giving people thumbs up. Like yeah. you could totally tell that she was like older <laughs> in the yeah. crowd. I was like, is that my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was good. Um, and kind of an interesting uh, redo of the party scene from the original where she's going in and planting a camera and saying hi to the people in the party. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that was what Scream 4 did well is that it was playing on the original and in some ways remaking yeah, the like original. There's like a lot of parallels. But it was still kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, which I can't say for Scream 5, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my favorite kill is of Scream 4. Maybe the opening? Mm, I don't know. Okay, no maybe. favorite. No favorite. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to rate Scream 4, I'm going to rate it a 6 out of 10. I enjoy it. I, had a, I was laughing out loud. It was fun to watch. But um, not my favorite. Not my favorite. I think, like, the, for example, the parking garage kill with Sydney's publicist. Oh, yeah, with Allison Brie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what other kills happened? Who else died in that movie? Oh, um, Jill's mom, like, through the door. Oh, yeah. She was, <laughs> Sydney was like, support it from the bottom. Yeah. And then he just, like, kills her through the mail slot. Um, the, the cops outside, he gets stabbed in the forehead. Oh yeah. I liked that one. I think cause it like, was fuck brutal. Bruce Willis. Oh, I remind or retract that <laughs> statement. I did not like <laughs> how he got killed in a place that would instantly kill you, but he could still stand up and stumble around and say a funny line. No. Yeah. That didn't really work for me either. That didn't yeah. work for me. I feel like that really kind of like deflated the tension. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the original so much because it does have that gravity and you do feel like these are your friends that are getting killed or you can also kill them or you can be next. Yeah. Um, yeah. So things like that kind of push it down in the rankings for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to our final rankings after, but can we start talking about, the latest. Numero cinco. Yeah. Okay, so Scream 5 just debuted. I've seen it twice. You have? I saw it twice. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to try and see it a third time this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they're playing it in 4DX, and I really want to... With the movement and the splatter and, like, the feeling. Yeah. Okay, where is that playing? So cool, and when right? are you going? Um, We can go this weekend if you want to go. We'll talk about it. Okay, I'm so down. It'd be so fun, like when we saw Saw yeah. in that theater. Ah, so fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay, and you saw it last night? Last night, Oh, yes. my God. Okay, so hot off the press, what did you think of Scream 5? Okay, I was distracted the entire time by Jenna Ortega because mm-hmm. she plays a little sister in a series called You on YouTube. Or not Love YouTube, it. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Yes. That's one of my favorite series ever. Mm-hmm. And I just rewatched that because season three came out. Oh, cool. So that's who I kept thinking about the whole time. It was her. It was her. It was her. Mm. So I was a little bit distracted by that. Okay. But I still think she did a really good job. 
such I an amazing job. I think that open sequence with like the security system enabling on your phone and like not and it is and like ugh. just but then the fact that perfect. she didn't die i was like mm. just perfect what when i say that oh okay I, I was so nervous going into this movie and it sounds hokey to say like oh why are you nervous to watch a movie i just love this franchise so much i was just very unsure of like is it gonna flop yeah or is it gonna like, which way is this gonna flop? go are we gonna, <laughs> I don't know. are we gonna get a scream three opening that's a little bit soft yeah limp, like you know what's this gonna do yeah and the fact that they just took it back to the basics it was a girl in a house mm-hmm. answering the phone mm-hmm. the conversation started in normal voice not ghost face voice yeah um she was talking about elevated horror. Yes, yes. I yes. was just making it like, like so current. I'm mad that she said the Baba Duke though. I'm like, <laughs> mm, whatever. Drops hereditary. Whatever. Like it's the just, witch. Yeah, all of those. So it felt very current. Relevant. Yes. Even even like the background music that was playing, like the it was like like bluesy music while she was making. Uh, dinner. I thought that was like a cool tonal shift. Like we really haven't seen that kind of setup in a Scream movie where mm-hmm. it's like someone at home listening to jazz and it's kind of like a cool contemporary vibe. Um, and even the way that she responded to the killer, like she didn't answer the phone when it rang. She ignored the call. Like that's already a mm-hmm. subversion. Um, he says, what's your favorite scary movie? And she answers it very matter-of-factly yeah, like, like uh, these are my favorites and here's why um <laughs> yeah yeah she's an inc- she, she i believe that she was the best actress and best part of the new scream and i loved that opening mm. so awesome yeah second favorite opening of the franchise i with number one being your number one yes okay yes I think it did it so well. I'd say it'd have to be like number three for me then. Behind Wait. two? No. Four. Oh, four, yeah. Four, one, five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. I like that ranking. But two is so good too. I can't. <laughs> Stress mode. <laughs> so what did you think of the rest of the cast? Okay. Not a fan. Really? I did not like the rest of the new cast at all. I did not like the new main character, which is Billy Loomis's daughter, mm-hmm. which that was a nice plot. Mm-hmm. Good tie-in to the original. Yes. Made sense yes. as to why they were doing a five. Whatever. Did you not like the actress? Yeah. I didn't believe her. Barrera. Melissa Barrera. Yeah. I felt like she was just kind of flat to me. Here's my thoughts. I, I did like the boyfriend, though, whatever his name was. Richie? Riley? Richie. Richie, yeah, Richie. I thought he was fine. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. No, that's his dad. Brr, Quaid. Yeah. No, Randy Char- Quaid. Charlie Quaid. Charlie. I don't know. <laughs> it's Dennis Quaid's son, right? Yeah, with okay. Meg Ryan. What? Yeah, I know. So weird. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna weird. look at him with a different lens then. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was good. I liked him. Um. So. Back in the other movies, all of them, there was huge, notable characters in it. In this one, I did not get that at all. All the people that were in it, I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? 
There wasn't like the big star power that the other ones had, I felt. I you know, like there wasn't the Sarah Michelle Gellar, there wasn't the well, Jenna certainly. Jameson, there there's, wasn't people like that caliber. There's only one Sarah Michelle Gellar. Let's but you know what I mean, honest. like the star power behind it. Like, boom, I'm in this movie for a moment. You know, it just yeah, it was but like a I bunch also of no ones. I didn't feel that way about four. I really didn't. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't connect with that ensemble. I love Hayden Panettiere. I love mm-hmm. Emma Roberts. And that's it. I didn't, I didn't really connect with those characters. I didn't care about the boys. I didn't care about the boyfriend. You know, back to four, um, Charlie is Macaulay Culkin's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't. <laughs> I was not. I didn't connect I'm leaving. But for, I, I, with that said, I did. I liked the newer ensemble more than I liked the ensemble in four, more than I liked the ensemble in three. And then obviously it's behind the first and the second because those ensembles are just incredible. Hard disagree. (laughs) I I thought every character that they... I I liked the twins. They were fine. I thought they fit in fine. But... The girl... Okay, look. The girl... Amber. Amber. Mm-hmm. I literally forgot that she like was even in the movie. I don't know who that is, and I don't until care until the end. But upon rewatch, she her character does. There's weird parts about her character. Have more things happening with her. Like okay, so like when I first watched it, Amber was revealed to be the killer at the end, and I had forgotten that she was even like a character in the movie. I was like, who is that girl? Like you know, like I she like came back oh. and I was like not connecting it. And then when I rewatch it, I she does have she, her her presence is more felt in the movie, so I felt a, a bit more like oh, okay, like I I know who she is as a character, and I could see her through line to being a killer. Oh, this um, and I did like the girl with the pink hair. No, but the but I liked that she that was my shoe, not a live, fart. live. Yes, I don't think they heard that, but <laughs> noted. <laughs> Um, you're like, what's that smell? Um, <laughs> I like that she got kind of like crazy in a scene, right? She like seemed all like, do you want me to, do you think I'm going to stab you? Like, Yeah, to the twin girl. Yeah, like I, I like, yeah, I liked that kind of like left field unhinged. Um, but she's like barely in the movie. She's, she definitely yeah, could have been. The twin boy's girlfriend. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I liked the I liked the twin boy. I thought he was funny and a, and kind of a different take on that character. I thought he was just going to be like a jock, cute guy. Oh yeah. But he had a little bit more of a more personality. Substance, yeah. And when he was alive at the end, I was happy. I was like, oh cool, like yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, this. I mean, well, hold- we didn't get to there yet. We didn't get to the end yet. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. <laughs> Jump in the gun. Let's back up because I have thoughts on Melissa Barrera. Um, who plays, what's her name? The sister. Sam. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first Scream movie that directly after the opening scene doesn't cut to To Sydney. Sydney. Yes. I was like. Yeah. It goes to mm, Sam. I didn't know how I liked that. It's got like a contemporary song playing and then it's Sam. And I kind of liked. In Modesto. 
I liked that she was like smoking a cigarette and she had kind of like a grungy kind of vibe to her. Uh-huh. I thought that was kind of like I was like, okay, like I'm I'm interested. I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear about her. Now I hear what you're saying that she does seem a little flat. Mm-hmm. When I first saw it, I told Art, I was like, I don't like her as an actress. Um, and like as Billy's daughter, like sec- Billy's secret daughter. And I've seen her in a movie called The Empty Man. And I she was in that movie. And I didn't like her in that either. I was like, I, I saw d- that movie and I don't remember her being. I didn't feel like she was a good actress in that movie. Now mm. I've seen Scream again. And here's what I think is going on. She is a Mexican actress and she does have an, have an, accent. an accent. I could pick that up at the end. And I feel like I know girls that are exactly like her and their personality and their delivery mm-hmm. is very kind of flat and their face is kind of expressionless. Mm-hmm. But that's just their personality and so when I watched her with that understanding of her personality as a person, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't think that her acting is as wooden as I thought it was. I think that's just how she is, like, as a person. And so, so I was... she wasn't acting good then. No, she was acting good, but people have different levels of, like, expression. Like, some people are very, like express their face is very animated and they're very their voice goes very up and down kind of like me hi Mm -hmm. um and then other people are a little bit more like just kind of like blank faced yeah and so i think that's what's going on with her also um she had a lot to do in the film in terms of like having these, like, flashbacks of her serial killer dad who happens to be, like, a huge character in the franchise. Yes, which that, to me, was... I don't know if you could say that was paranormal. Yeah. It kind of played on that. It kind of was. I think they executed that this round much better than number three. I think Mm -hmm. they, like, redeemed themselves Mm -hmm. with these Mm -hmm. types of visions versus how Sydney was seeing her mom in number three. Yeah, cool. So that was good. And I like that they brought back the original character, the original mm-hmm. cast, mm-hmm. to play Billy Loomis again. The Ulrich. Yeah. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was, I thought that was hocus pocus, hokey pokey. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because it reminded me of the hocus pocus ness of mm-hmm. Sydney creating thunder and lightning. <laughs> and like it's just it's it's a very like specific (laughs) turn in the franchise and Mm -hmm. so while in scream five i was literally like art and i were laughing like when the flashbacks were happening or Mm -hmm. when she was like envisioning billy in the back seat and stuff like it was just kind of like very silly but i mean that added on to the plot like yeah but i was on i was her like conscience heavy Yes, and I was along for the ride. I was able to, like, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what my whole opinion of that installment is, is that, like, I just had fun with it. Like, it's just a fun... It is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of a stretch. But isn't every Scream movie, like, isn't every Scream sequel <laughs> a little silly and kind of, yeah, like, playful and a little dumb, but... A little over the top. 
Yeah, but also yeah. fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So with that, all of that said, I appreciated that. I agree with you that Sam was felt a bit weak, but I liked that she wasn't the only final girl. That Tara, her sister Jenna Ortega, was mm-hmm. also a final girl of mm-hmm. sorts, and I'm excited to see them. I want to see them in sequels. I'm excited to see their story and I'm on board with them being the final girls of the franchise and having Sydney kind of not be Mm. the final girl. How do you feel? Yeah. I'm excited to see like where it goes. Yeah. Like I really need, I need a scream six, sign me up, give me this movie now. (laughs) B I need scream six to be, on a college campus, and I need to be following Tara. You want it Tara. to follow the same yes. layout as yes. like one through I, one with through two. Three? With two, I think we need to call back to two. You want them to go back to Hollywood for Scream Seven? No. Do honestly, you want Scream Eight to open with Scream Seven into <laughs> Scream Nine? <laughs> I think that there should be a Scream Six, and I think that should wrap the franchise. I think it should be a perfect Ooh. double trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the next installment should be on a campus, and I think Tara should be the final girl. Mm. That's my that's my hot take. Okay. Um, I like that they had Judy, the mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, deputy from Scream mm-hmm, Four. Mm-hmm. She was back in this one in Scream Five. And I love how they killed her. I thought that was so badass. And yeah, just... that was good. I like how like the only semi-nude scene in this movie was not a woman. Was it that was a pale, boy. It was pale, Wes. Pale boy. Doesn't matter if he was pale or not. I appreciated tips. <laughs> yeah, his hair. I was like, is that my husband? Um <laughs> I appreciated that like the nude scene was a boy, not a yeah. girl for once. You know, that's Kinda new. Cool. It's fresh. And I like that I really like was... how he was killed. Yes. With the knife like through the side of the neck. And then coming out, like you could see it. Ew, yeah, but I was, was really so sad gross. that they both got killed, like bam, bam, fast. I I love that sequence. I thought it was so cool. And that's that is screams me these long, drawn out, complex kill sequences. It's all mm-hmm. about the cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like scream three. I'm gonna throw you through a door and stab you in the back and then walk away. Like it's not simple like that. It's supposed to be complex. It's supposed to have layers to it. So I yeah, like that. Like tension building. And- yes. Yeah. She was in the car and she was driving away and then she had to turn around and he was in the shower. I loved all of it. Um, it was really cool and I love that he he was the most recognizable young actor. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's my Sarah Michelle Geller. Right, yeah, yeah, and I, I no. really thought that yes, but no. Before I saw the movie and I saw him as part of the cast, I kind of thought he would be the killer just because he seemed he has that Notable. face. Yeah, he seemed like oh, what does that mean? He has like that like <laughs> sinister kind of like evil nice boy face. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I wish that they would have given him a little bit more like before. I think it, yeah, he was cut off early. Yeah. But they also said something. Um, I guess he has some type of history or something with Tara. Mm-hmm. In like the opening scene, Amber mm-hmm. was like, is Wes still calling you or mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. But then like mm-hmm. when they fast forwarded to the, the first time we see all the kids together at the high school or whatever. 
it seems like they're all like a close knit group of friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? I don't know. It felt weird that Amber was talking about Wes, like he was just some Yahoo, but not someone well, that was like in the circle. And, and they never really told us anything about that either. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could only see it because in the original Scream, like, they all hung out, but they all also, like, Billy like Billy and Stu and Randy were in the video store, and Billy and Stu and Randy in the video store did not act like friends. Like, they did not seem, like, Billy and Randy definitely didn't seem like they were cool. Mm, I don't remember that scene. And where he's like, tell me it's not a serial killer. And, like, Billy gets in Randy's face. Anyways. Um, so they kind of, they were friends, but they didn't seem like they were like close friends. And so I kind of applied that same logic to this friend group where it's like they hung out, but maybe like they still talk shit about each other behind each other's backs. Not going to count on each other. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, so what did you think about the legacy characters, Gail, Sydney, Dewey? (sighs) I cried. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally I cried and then I went to wipe tears away from my eye and I had freaking popcorn fingers so my eye started burning Ow. it was horrible double the pain but yes <laughs> when he Dewey died doing what Dewey does best mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was so sad mm-hmm. so sad yeah. It almost, it almost, it okay. Look, first viewing, it almost didn't so work sad. for me. What do you mean? Ugh, no. Here's why: because I thought it was badass when Dewey shoots Ghostface like a bunch of times, and my brain immediately jumped to shoot him in the head because that's what Sydney taught you in Scream Three. Mm-hmm. Rip that mask off, Ghostface, and have a killer reveal mid movie. Like that would be so. Yeah cool and yeah. i was like oh dope like we're gonna kill ghostface halfway through like that's kind of sick and what a cool way to show that the character has grown and progressed from previous installments mm-hmm. so for him to walk away it's like textbook or no no like you don't just like w- knock a killer down and then walk away that's like super my pet peeve in all horror movies but that's why he went back he's like i gotta shoot him in the head but you just like, can't you don't care and he's like i do you just in that can't. moment i was like <laughs> you just can't you can't no! knock a killer down and then walk away it's just you just can't do it but uh in an interview uh david arquette said that he felt that way too that Dewey would know better, but he prioritized saving the others. And that was true to Dewey's nature, that he would save yeah, I others. Agree. So I guess, and upon the rewatch, I it worked better for me because I kind of just knew that it was going to happen. So I kind of mm-hmm. just went along with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then we get this incredible ghost face moment where he stabs him twice Ugh, and then like ripped up the spine and Even then that was so sad that was a good scene so good yeah and i'm so happy that they I and mean, that it's, it's like go ahead <laughs> you can go first it's sad that they killed dewey but i'm glad that they gave him a badass kill scene and i feel like they had to do that to cement like no this one really got him you know because yeah. like he was literally stabbed and all the other movies, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't die, which, like, sometimes you didn't even know that he didn't die until, like, the end. You know, he was getting pulled off with a stretcher. And so the fact that they had, like, the knife going up the spine and just, like, 
he's not surviving this. Definitely not surviving, yeah. That was like a stab to my heart as well. Like, <laughs> he's not coming back. Yeah, I think <sighs> as soon as... As soon as he didn't shoot him in the face, I knew that he made a mistake. And then as soon as he started walking back from the elevator, Art was like, yeah, he's dead. Like, it's definitely going to be. So I kind of knew what that scene was going to be. And yeah, when he got stabbed twice, I was like, yeah, they're definitely, this is it. Yeah. Um, but we got that incredible shot of Ghostface holding a knife in each hand with the bulletproof vest. And I was just like, this is fucking sick like we don't we didn't get shots like that in any screen movie so okay wait i think i saw it like shows that dewey sees something on Ghostface, but i did not catch that it was a bulletproof vest oh, okay yeah yeah he he like ripped open his robe and there was a bullet i saw vest it was there. like black with like some silver dots on it or something but oh, okay. it did not yeah. register to me that it was bulletproof yeah but i just <sighs> thought i thought they made Ghostface, a badass in this movie. Yeah. And have, like, really, like, gangster moments, like, slow walking and taking his time and getting, like, these cool gangster shots where I'm just like, yes, this is giving me what I know, but it's giving me something new. And it's, like, taking it to another level. And it's making me feel scared of Ghostface in a way that I definitely wasn't scared of Mm -hmm. in 3. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think that that's. I love Scream 5 up through that scene because it felt like it was building upon the old and also introducing the new and feeling ferocious and feeling violent. And then after that sequence, it kind of stops doing that for me. Really? So after that sequence, we get Sydney and Gail in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I want to rewind it a little bit, though, because I think yes, I jumped yes, the gun yes. going to Dewey's death. Yes. You're asking about the les- the legacy characters. Mm-hmm. And the first one that we see is when Sam and Richie are like, we need help. We need to go back to the original. Go and to they Dewey's go house. to Dewey's house, so which good. is like, I don't know, trailer, podunk. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. wait, what? That doesn't seem like gale-like or anything and then we find out that they're not together mm-hmm. and you find out that he's like still in love with her because he tunes into her talk show oh so cute <laughs> so cute i, I love know. i love all of that okay let like, me tell you why isn't he being a sheriff and then we find out that they asked him to retire and i'm like god i think out of the whole franchise dewey's my favorite i just like him a lot yeah i think i think he he <laughs> is for a lot of people um, so let me tell you that I wrote a Scream 5, essentially fan fiction. Um, Here for it. And in, When did you write this? I wrote this like 2016, okay. a while back. Um, the opening sequence of my movie was like a slumber party and... All these Ooh, kids die. Ooh, that could be cool. <laughs> um, it High had, school kids are like adolescent. Like it was intense. <laughs> it was literally like uh, five. It would be. It would have been five kids all gutted and hung from a tree, like Casey in the original. Jeez. And then scream. The title card pops up, uh-huh. and then their five bodies are like the five hash marks. Was like um, scream five. Anyways, creative. Um, I like it. 
awesome, but I like it. I had a scene where kids were driving to Woodsboro talking about the Woodsboro murders and all of the history of it, much like Richie and Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. And also Dewey was fired from the force because the massacre of Scream 4 happened on his watch and a bunch of people died in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had fired him and he was disgraced and alcoholic and all grizzly and Gail left him. Did and you write this? Girl, I was in the theater <laughs> like, oh my fucking God. Um, they hacked your brain. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But they did so much better with everything else. But I just was like living <laughs> that I got those two points right. Um, but yeah, it makes, I, I like, I love that this movie took that character there. Like it, it, and that's what I mean about Sydney kind of being a bit uninteresting to me mm-hmm. because they're, they didn't, they're not taking any turns with that character. Like she is what she is. And with yeah. Dewey, they allowed him to be what he would be in real life. Like in the original, he was heroic and brave, but he was also very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a small town sheriff. Mm-hmm. You know, so it kind of makes sense that that in real life, that character might end up to be nothing in the future. You know, like maybe his career would tank. And especially when all of these murders, teen murders happen Mm -hmm. on his watch, like a bunch of high school kids like got murdered. So I love that they took his character there. I love when he's like texting Gail. Like, don't come here. <laughs> don't come here. Hope you're doing well. Smiley face. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he, is, he is the light of this movie. And I love that they, because they killed him in this movie, that they kind of made it his movie. They, they gave him all the best lines. Um, he played an integral part of guiding the new cast. Yeah. Um, when he went to their house, and he's like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Like, I just yeah. he he had so many great moments and I good. I'm really happy that they let that character It's like his swan song. Yes, totally, totally. Um <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that I cried. I mean I can, but I mean I yeah, I could, I could believe it. Me. I can't say the same for my girl Gail. And I love Gail. Um, I love her in Scream One, I love her in Scream Two. She's good in Scream Three, she's pretty okay in Scream Four, and Scream Five, she's like a nothing there wasn't yeah there wasn't like the same level of um character yeah like she's like i mean she's and she is a boss in this movie like she's got her own show her career is doing great she looks great got rid of those bangs yeah her hair redemption oh but when she like says hi to sam she goes up to her and she's like hi did you know did you know the sheriff like she, i don't know just her whole demeanor and the way she was introduced was very like blah it, she did come out in that red suit though yeah but where like, was the red suit okay. personality i need you to bring that gale personality and i i don't know if it was a script thing or if it was a courtney cox or like, a freaking heartbreak thing that's the scene where we find out about what happened between them between her and dewey that Dewey just up and left. Couldn't take the New York life. Which was great. I love that. Just ran away. But I just, Ugh. I don't know. I just, I really wasn't sold on her in this movie. I really kind of dislike that that was her and Dewey's final interaction. I think 
that adds on to the heartbreak. And then if it's a heartbreak, like why is she crying and the there's no tears coming out? And that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if it was a Courtney Cox thing. Like mm. it, it, I did notice that. Like she's like screaming and crying Dewey's, but like her and eyes also are dry. now in real life, they're divorced. Yeah. Not a and, part of it anymore. Yes, and that's why I'm wondering, like if it, it was bled over, if it was a Courtney Cox thing where she like couldn't quite connect to the character yeah. or to Dewey or whatever, but it, felt like she it just didn't seem genuine and it didn't I didn't like a little feel, yes it didn't feel I didn't feel it the way that I felt it in scream one and scream two like their mm-hmm. chemistry is crazy and mm-hmm. their love is truly sweet and it does make you oh you know I love seeing that in those films and for me it was like really kind of missing in this one um and then bitch they show up to the house at the end and she gets shot like immediately and I'm like what? Like, <laughs> why, for me, like, she just shouldn't have been in the movie. That's just what my opinion is. I don't think she, sh- I don't wow. think that character should have been in the movie. That's some she fierce wa- words. She wasn't in my Scream 5. Oh. Um, because if you're not going to have anything for those characters to do, just let them have, have the day off. Like, they're, she's working don't on her career. Don't say anything at all. Right. <laughs> um, and the same can be said for Sydney. I really don't feel like she needed to be. I mean, going to the big requel monologue that we have not talked about yet. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A requel? Mm-hmm. I don't think this movie would be as good if Sydney and the other legacy characters weren't in it. Okay. Yeah, because you really didn't connect with the new cast. Yeah. So if they weren't in it, you would have been like, yeah, I'd be like, nah. Okay, fair fine. enough. Yeah, and I think I think that I, I've heard so many people say like, it's not Scream without Sydney. Yeah. Um, I don't feel the same way though. I don't feel the same way. I think <clears throat> this new cast was interesting enough. I think this movie did enough to get me into the new characters. Um, and I don't think Sydney did anything that interesting. But also, I'm a bit sour on the whole third act, Stu's house, back in the same kitchen as the original. I liked that. Look, I didn't. Okay, how are you not going to like, I mean, how are you going to like other scenes that were super parallel to the originals, but you don't like that one? Sydney is in the house literally saying, you're the most reductive killer of all. It's the same house. And that's. Pretty much how I felt about it is that mm-hmm. it was just so parallel to the original that it just reminded me of how good the original was and mm-hmm. how this one wasn't that. But when you think about who the characters are, these wild fanatics, these stab fanatics that wanted to take it, it yeah, to like... Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But Scream 4 had very much the same purpose. It was trying to reboot the franchise. It was, in a way, remaking the original because that house scene at the end of Scream 4 was the third yeah. act bloodbath yeah. from the original. But it wasn't With the, the same twist. house. It was a little bit different. Yeah. It kind of had its own thing going for it, whereas this, it was the same exact thing and it wasn't as good. Like, unhinged Amber is not unhinged stew. Like, they are not the same. Um, Unhinged 
Richie is not unhinged Billy. They're not the same. And Sydney victim in 2022 is not the same as Sydney victim in 1996. I really felt for her back then and I was scared for her. And in Mm -hmm. 2022, I'm like, she's not going to die. Like, they're not going to kill her. Like, it's what what are we doing here? Why is she in the same kitchen? They got her more in this this movie. They stabbed her once, but she's been stabbed in. She was stabbed in four. Jill stabbed her. Oh, yeah, and she's in the hospital. In that kitchen. Oh, yeah, and she, like, almost died there. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So I just felt like this mm. one was too, it was too much of the same thing. And mm. I I and I and think that the first half of Scream 2022 did a good job of reminding me, like, the opening scene. It reminded me of Drew Barrymore, but it was its own thing. It had mm-hmm. its own flavor to it mm-hmm. and its own updates. It yeah. updated it. Whereas in this one... It was a repeat, and it didn't really update it. It was, I, I liked the killer's motivation. They were fans of Stab, mm-hmm. and they were bored of it. They thought mm-hmm. the sequel sucked, and they wanted to make their own. And I like that whole commentary of, like, fans are not satisfied with sequels. Me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. <laughs> Everything they kept talking about, I was like, that's Ethan. That's yeah, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like what's going on there, but for me, I think that, they should have not. I should have. They should have taken the stew house out of it, and maybe done like a movie theater setting. Not gonna say anything, but my Scream Five did have a movie theater death sequence where the staff of the movie theater was all being chased by Ghostface. I think a movie theater is a cool setting for movie theater. It's a callback to something that happened in the franchise, but it can be a new dynamic setting. Um. So I think they should have taken the stew house element out of it because for me, it just reminded me of the original and it reminded me of how good that was and how this one was just like trying to be that, but not. Hmm. But you liked it. I disagree. Yeah, Yeah. you liked it. Okay. Yeah. I thought it made the whole Scream 1 relevant again Hmm. in like these times, these days. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a... A good fresh callback to it, even though it was like literally parallel. Even Mindy, Randy's niece, watching mm-hmm. the movie and like turn around, turn around, like the same stuff happening to her. Mm-hmm. The love interest being the killer, you know. And I think I've heard that that scene with Mindy is a fan favorite. People really love how meta it was, how it was mm-hmm. like a movie and a movie and a movie and a movie. Yeah. And a movie. Um, Inception. Yeah. And, Inception. And, and that scene and that whole, it just didn't like work for me as much. I, w- I just didn't buy it. It was like too on the nose of like, oh, like, remember Scream? She's in the new Scream. It's the same movie. Remember? <laughs> They're wearing the same colors. But like, it's, I don't know, it's Randy's family. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I got paid right. like good homage. Is that the word? Yeah. You're right. You're right. It, I, I think, think it, it was a good full circle moment. It was a full circle moment. And and had a different ending. Which was... Tara coming back. Look, Sam. Okay, say what you will about the character of Sam and her wooden face. But when she, like, stabs the shit out of Richie, like yeah, that... Yeah, that was like, okay. That was a moment. Passion. Yeah, like yeah. she was a badass with that knife, and I was very, very much into that energy. 
Yeah, that was good. I was like, when she was doing that, I was like, that looks exhausting as fuck. <laughs> but adrenaline can make you do some wild ass things. Yeah, it, and it was interesting too because at one point in the movie, I did suspect Sam as the killer. <laughs> and so mm. I was seeing a scene where she's like stabbing the shit out when of Richie. She is the killer. And he's all bloody. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like interesting. Like in my head, I was kind of like, oh, this is what it would be if she was a killer, but oh. she's not the killer. Which I'm happy for. I really, I wouldn't have wanted her to be the killer. I was also suspecting Tara, and I'm really happy they didn't make Tara the killer because I love her as a final girl. I feel like why would Tara be the killer? There's no reason for her to be the killer because she didn't know that. Well, what if she was like a, a deranged fan? That's not how she came across with all of her elevated horror. Well, she that's exactly how she came across. Eight. She loves elevated horror, so she hates the stab movies because it's Ghostface with a flamethrower. Like, it's very kind of like trashy horror. Mm. It's not like the prestigious artsy fartsy horror. Mm. But mm. that said, like, I just, I'm glad that she wasn't the killer because, again, she's like a little tiny girl. Like, who's she killing? Who's she killing? <laughs> who's Amber killing? Come on now. And I put it together. Yeah. Like, uh, Richie is with the peeps. When a football player twin gets killed. Mm. And so that killer had to have been Amber. Mm -hmm. And the football player twin, like, tackles her and, like, fights back. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, she's not (laughs) taking those hits. Yeah. But I did like, I I liked that actress. Um, I thought she was really pretty. And I liked her get all I like to see her get crazy, but just didn't match what she was paying homage to. So it wasn't my fave. It wasn't my fave. Um, any final thoughts for Scream 2022? Um, I'm just sad that Dewey's dead. Dead. I said that word. Do you think that they're going to do a Scream <sighs> 6? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they would make a Scream 5 and not do a Scream 6. Like, what's the point of bringing in all these new characters? So when Scream 4 came out, that was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy. Um, I don't see much relation between that one and this one. So because Scream 4 underperformed at the box office... (laughs) They're like, we're going to redo this. They canceled the sequels. And so we didn't get a Scream 5 when we were supposed to get a Scream 5. Oh, so this is like fresh, fresh... And so Scream 5 was originally going to be Jill going to school. Jill survived. She goes to school with Kirby. What? And No, Kirby was that. I'm sorry. And someone knows that she was the killer from Scream 4. And so they start to stalk her. And they say, if you don't kill these people, I'm going to out you as the killer. And so she's kind of like killing... By proxy, like she needs to. Well, that sounds like a horrible idea, anyways. So <laughs> that's fine. I'm interested in it. It seems very different. No, it doesn't. But that didn't happen. It seems so, like they're trying too hard. So now, Scream Five was. Scream Five is what Scream Four was. It's a reboot of the franchise. They're trying to get life back into the series. Mm-hmm. 
And a criticism of Scream 5 is that it doesn't justify its existence because it shouldn't have existed in the first place. The, the franchise ended with 3. It was continued with 4. And then it kind of ended with 4 again because literally all the new characters that were introduced died in that movie. And Sydney says, don't fuck with the original. Yeah. And it's done. And so for 11 years later, for Scream 5 to come out, it's like, well, we're reopening the book, but what's the point if it's just going to be a rehash of one? Yeah, redoing the original. I believe Requel. it exists because of the fans. It really felt like it was of it was for Scream fans who yeah. are passionate about horror movies. And that was like a parallel in the movie of this movie. They're talking about like the stab fans. It's them. It's their it's their life. It's a big deal. Mm, it changed their Or it wasn't anything. Now we got to like do it again. Like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for me, I think if you have a very strong connection to Scream and the sequels, you will love Scream 5 because it's very much more of the same. I think it mm-hmm. totally, in terms of quality, it really is a worthy sequel. It matches the quality of the previous sequels. <clears throat> it's imperfect, but so are the previous sequels. Um, it's funny and inventive. It's creative. It's mm-hmm. gnarly, just like all the other Scream films. So it, it really works. Um, if you're coming to... Scream 5 as newbie. A, a newbie mm-hmm. who doesn't understand the history of this, the previous films probably are not going to... I don't feel like you're going to like it as much because it... I think it is was made for Scream fans specifically. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I really connected to it and I loved it. Even though I have issues with it. But like mm-hmm. I said, like uh, Scream 2, I have issues with the ending. Scream 3, I definitely have issues with. Mm-hmm. But I love the franchise as a whole. And I really appreciate the new energy that Scream 5 brought. And yeah. that said, I do see a Scream 6. I want to follow Tara. I want to follow Sam, Mindy, and her brother. I don't know what his name is. I don't know the name. Mm-hmm. And let's have, let's have Gail and Sydney Be done? In it. To be done. Yeah. So I think, you want them to come back again? Yeah, because I don't... I Look, what was the end of Scream 5 when everyone's, like, stabbed and shot and then just hanging out in the parking lot? like On their phones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sydney's literally holding her phone. Like, how... She's checking in with Mark and her children. How little effort do these characters (laughs) and actors need to put into this movie where they're like literally just chilling in the car talking, oh, I should have never wrote that book about your mom. What? It started with Billy Loomis and we're going to end it tonight. It didn't start with Billy Loomis. It started with your long lost brother that was revealed in Scream 3 who... Saw out Billy. And we didn't talk him. about that. I thought that was such a good twist. Cool twist, right? I liked yes. it too. Ugh. So that car scene between Gail and, and how he directed the whole. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. So so for Sydney to so good overlook that in that car scene, it just felt that scene felt very lazy. The performances felt lazy, and then fast forward to the end of the movie where they're just hanging out in an ambulance, just chilling texting or whatever i'm like what is like what is this like 
these characters deserve more. They deserve better. And so I would like to see them again to see them get that. Finish. But yeah, let's also retire those characters because I do think there's interesting new characters that we can follow. Yeah. So with that said, did you catch when they showed a a, a quick shot of a YouTube screen? Um, oh, so actual horror YouTubers were featured in the movie, the Dead Meat channel. Mm. They're real people. Um, it's a good it's a good channel. You should watch it. When they were like showing clips of Stab Eight, yeah, and, like, how horrible it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I love all of that. Um, but as a recommended video. On the side of the screen uh-huh. was an interview with Survivor Kirby, and it showed a, what? Yes, it showed a little picture of Hayden Panettiere. So it's what? confirmed that Kirby is alive, which has been long speculated because when she was stabbed in four, her final shot is of her bleeding out, but it didn't show her die. Yeah, like getting carried out. Interesting. And so typically in horror movies, if you don't see someone dead, dead. yeah, they ain't dead. Yeah. So there's that. And then also another recommended video was um, is Stu Mocker, the original killer, alive? Question mark. And that's another widely speculated mm. topic in the Scream world. Even though his, some believe his death was very definitive uh, mm. with the TV set to the head in the original. Yeah. <laughs> um, some believe because we didn't get a fully eyes open, you're dead shot yeah. that he could potentially still be alive. Interesting. And that was actually the original premise of Scream 3 that Stu was alive and he was coaching new ghost faces to carry out a massacre from prison. Well, I don't like that storyline either, but... Fair enough, fair enough. Interesting. But those two threads have been opened mm-hmm. because it was little Easter eggs sprinkled yeah, in Yeah, like, why would Scream they be there? Five. Yeah. So all I need in my life is for Kirby to be in Scream 6. I need Tara to be the final girl. I want to spend time with these new characters. I think there's a lot of life left in Scream, and I think another installment would be really exciting, and I want to see it tomorrow. Oh, all right. But I can't. I can't. So I'll just go see. I'll go see Scream 5 again. 5, number 3. Which, that reminds me, I do like that they named it Scream. It's not Scream 5. Really? Because it's going into, it's a fresh new movie, but the same movie. It's just like a start of the cycle again. Yeah. I appreciate that. So with that, with that said, I think there can either be Scream 6 and How Did That Be That? Or it can be Scream and then Scream-ish, Scream 3. Like, this can be a start of a new trilogy, potentially, which I'm also kind of here for. Mm. But honestly, like, my OCD hates that they called this Scream because (laughs) on my shelf it's going to be Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, Scream again. Oh, it's so irritating. It's a cycle. I really... Infinity. I think that's what kind of I liked about the Scream movies is that they were just very simply Scream mm-hmm. with a number. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really wish they would have just done five and Scream six. Because what's the next one going to be called? Scream six. Scream forever. Yeah, I don't know. Scream. Scream your head off. 
Genesis. Scream oh. Infinity. Yeah. Scream again. <laughs> Keep screaming. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is called Yell. Oh my God. <laughs> or simply Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay, enough, enough. Or they're going to do it and it's going to be called Ghostface. Oh, not here for it. Um, all right, okay. what is your rating of Scream 2022? Um, I think that was the cast is really knocking it down. Fair enough. A seven. Okay. So your ratings, Scream 1 and 2 are seven and a half. No, two's a slightly above. So an eight. Like 7.6. That's 7. not a rating. 7. You have to be more definitive. What do you mean? In increments decimals, of 0.5. Decimals exist. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, so Scream 1 or and That's how it's going to be. Scream 1 will be 7. Okay. Scream 2 will be 7.5. Okay. Scream 3 will be 6.5. Scream 4 would be... Did, did you I say 7? I think I did. I liked Scream 4. You said you liked it the same as Scream. Yeah, so, so seven. 7. And Scream 5, I would do probably 7 as well. As much as the original, as much as 4. A little bit yeah, more no. than 3. 6.5 again. So on par with 3. Yeah. Okay, so that kind of tells us your ranking then. Scream 2 is your number 1. Mm-hmm. Scream. And then it's a tie of two and four. Two and four. No, one and four. Oh, yeah. One and four. And then a tie between three and five. Three and five. Okay. I'm going to rate Scream five. Um, seven and a half. And I don't remember what I rated the other ones, but I can tell you my ranking. You freaking rated number one a ten. Ten. You yeah, rated so two, like a nine, I think. A nine. Yep. <laughs> three. So that's my you rated one and two. it a five and a half or six. It's a five and a half, let's say. Let's be controversial. And then four. I forgot what you said. I forgot what I said, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Scream 4 would be a six and a half or maybe a seven. Mm. But anyway, my ranking is definitely one, one is one. two, five, mm. four, three. Mm. Three was just too cheese ball for you. Yeah, too many plot holes, too cheese ball. I like some elements of it. It's not scary, it's not violent, and mm-hmm. I really love vicious horror. You know this of me. Yes, yes. Um, so I like when movies have the balls to be mean, and Scream Five was definitely that. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. Interesting. What do I have to say? So, did you know that David Arquette was a wrestler for a little bit? I heard that, yeah. I saw something that he was, like, doing in, yeah. like, Mexico or something. No, here. In oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, it started out, I don't know what movie it was that he was, like, um, marketing. I forget what. Kind of like how last year Bad Bunny was in wrestling to yeah. promote his new tour. Mm-hmm. It was something along those lines, but with David Arquette. He went on to this promotion. It might have been like, I don't know, ECW, something, a promotion, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had a match for like the big belt. And he ended up winning it, 
which the whole wrestling community was like, boo, and they were pissed. Really? Yes, because it's like, who the fuck is this movie star going to come in and take our most prized possession belt from our wrestlers, yada, yada, yada. From our other actor wrestlers. You be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was like a whole big debacle, and people like hated him. That's like one of the worst moments of wrestling history. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. So then like 10 years later. He's like, I got to redeem myself. I got to win back these wrestling fans, yada, yada, yada. So he turns into a deathmatch wrestler, like literally deathmatch, like not just sports entertainment. Yes. Like the stuff that I like. Uh Yes. Wow. And right before we got into wrestling, he did this big deathmatch event in L.A. against the deathmatch king, Nick Gage. And he almost died in that match because what? he got hit in the neck with a fluorescent light bulb tube. And it, As they do. <laughs> yeah. And it sliced one of his arteries in his neck. Oh, my God. Yes. And he had to, like, instantly stop. And, like, when emergencies happen in wrestling and you can't go along with what's supposed to go along. There's like certain things that happen. You communicate with the ref, the ref communicates with the other wrestler. Yeah. There's like codes and all that stuff. Okay. So like he motions like emergency. And so like the match ends really quick and like awkward and he had to get taken to the hospital and he like lost so much blood that like, if he would have lost a little bit more, he would have died. Oh my God. Yes. When did this happen? In 2018, I think. Oh. Or 2017. Yeah, it's like recent. Jeez. Yeah. Wild. What a guy. I know. Because now I heard that he's like uh, certified the Peach Bob Ross paintings. What the? So... <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, so he does that. So what an interesting guy. Dang. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about every time I saw him. Wow. I was like... Dang, you almost died in all these movies, and you almost died in real life. David Arquette. <laughs> what a guy. I know. I want to meet I him. I appreciate him. And I mean, he, you probably could. He said in so many interviews, like, he is he loves Scream fans. He, love horror, he loves horror fans. Um, he loves, like, when fans interact with him. And I, I just like when actors are that way, that they are appreciative yeah not like snobby and like above the rest yeah yeah what a cool guy so let's put that into the universe david arquette (laughs) let's all be deweys (laughs) well i was i was trying to manifest a meeting but well maybe if you are a dewey david arquette will come into your life invoke the spirit of dewey yeah (laughs) r.i.p r.i.p wait no he's oh yeah what do you mean yeah yeah you're right you're right I thought you meant like David Arquette. I was like, no, he didn't die though. No, Dewey sliced up the (laughs) spine. He's dead. And if he comes, no, he cannot come back. They showed his body. They showed Gail grieving. No. Well, look, the the twin came back and that guy got stabbed a lot. He got stabbed like seven times or something. Yeah, but he came back on like a regular stretcher. And he was like just like giving a thumbs up. Also just hanging out in the parking lot. Like, why isn't he at the ER? (laughs) Why is everyone hanging out in this parking lot? All the ambulances got there at the right time. And then the pull-away shot was the same shot as the original movie, but it was like CGI now. Mm-hmm. Just, it didn't Womp. leap. Yeah, it was It was like not <laughs> the ending that I needed in my life. Dang. 
Um, okay, cool. Do we have any final thoughts? Like this was a really long episode. Yeah, it was a really long episode. Okay, so did you know that the Scream movies were based off of like real life killings? Well, not based off of, but inspired by. I heard that Kevin Williamson was inspired to write the opening sequence because he had been watching or hearing on the radio something about. Yes. A home invasion. Some real life slashing happening. Slashings. Okay, yes. so what happened? So this was in like 18, or not 18, 1989 to like 1990, and it took place in like Louisiana and Florida, specifically Gainesville, Florida, which oh. leads me to the Gainesville Ripper. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I have. So but that's like a huge him. case. He okay. was a serial killer that killed like around eight people, including an eight-year-old child. Ooh. So sad. Like my opening a screen five. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he was a serial killer and later on, the the screenwriter, what's his name? Kevin Williamson. Hmm. He was house sitting, like he was a budding writer. He didn't have any jobs yet, so he took house sitting as like a job. And he was watching the news. He was alone in this house and just learning about all this like horrific crimes that had just happened. And so he got like kind of scared. And so he decided that he was going to call a friend while he like went through the house and like locked everything up. And that was just really spooky to him. And I guess impression, imper- not impersonating, it left a big impression on him. <laughs> and that inspired him to write a screenplay about that type of situation where you're home alone and someone's like playing a phone call prank on you only that, to be like killing you, like brutal jokes, funny, haha. And I think that's so, it's so scary. And I think you really hit it on the head because after we saw Scream 2022, mm-hmm. when I went home, I did feel a little bit creepy, crawly, like, there's someone in my house. I don't know. Home invasion really scares me. And kind of like, especially now with technology, there's so many hackers that can just like hack into your phone. Like as we saw with Tara, you know, and there's also like so many crazy people out there. So the idea of someone just coming and killing you is very real. You can Mm -hmm. definitely, that can definitely happen. So these movies really tap into that fear of like, and when I saw them, I was a kid. So I, Mm -hmm. Being home alone was already kind of scary at night. And so I could totally put myself in the shoes of these kids who were at home alone and someone's kind of terrorizing them. I think that's such a cool, creepy idea. I think I don't have that viewing experience when I watch scary movies. Like the realism. I don't know Mm. if it's too real for me that I'm like, I'm not thinking about that. Mm. I want like the jump scare stuff in front of your face that's like, I don't know. Some people think that's like cheap horror. Well, no, I mean, it, I think it just, it, it's kind of based on your own experience, right? So like, for me, like when I, I can remember being a young kid and being super into scary movies, but also being afraid of the dark and also being home alone frequently. Mm-hmm. So like, I would, like, I remember there was one time where I was home alone and I was like, probably like, seven or eight 
and I had seen Scream and all the other great movies, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I already had an awareness that like bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember being freaked out. And then the door, my front door, the door handle, like someone was started jiggling it. No, thank you. Yeah. And or I saw, I heard the fence and I was like, oh, I think I hear the fence. Like, but it's probably like a ju- gate fence. Yeah. Like it's probably uh-huh. just the fence. And then the door handle started jiggling and I freaked out Ugh. i called my sister which I, I don't know why i called my sister but i called my sister and i was like someone's trying to get in the house and fuck your parents the sister <laughs> yeah it, it ended up being my sister's boyfriend but i i re- um boyfriends hello yeah, right i know mm-hmm. suspect right back mm-hmm. but i remember that fear i remember that feeling and feeling just like completely terrified that someone was going to come in and kill me so I can okay. really relate to that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the opening of Scream, the original, is so great to me. And this new version was still kind of scary and intense mm-hmm. for me. Um, I just love all of that. I think it's so cool. Interesting. I never knew that story about you. Okay, so yeah, I don't have any experiences like that. So it's probably why I'm like... Degrassi. Bitch, that's probably why, like... Paranormal is more scary to me than like yeah. real life scary because I yeah. nothing like that's happened to me. Yeah, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Ew, cancel, cancel. <sighs> yeah. So we'll see. These scream movies weren't like scary to me or anything, but I was talking to a friend and they're like, "Oh my god, I remember watching that," and that was like freaking me out so much. And I'm like, mm. "I think you had to be there." Uh, yeah, you had to kind of like be young. But oh well. That's there okay. goes that opportunity. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you found the franchise later in life. It's yeah, cool that you got to experience all of these movies. Yeah, I do like that they are proud of who they are, and they do the whole horror movie within a horror movie. We're following these rules, but we're like gonna outdo ourselves. I don't know. Mm. I enjoyed that. I thought that was good, and I think that is for good horror, like a good premise for horror fans and that reminds me of malignant i don't think we've talked about that on here i don't think so but now after seeing scream iconic franchise and then going into watch malignant which is supposed to play on those types of things and all that stuff i hadn't seen scream or any of that before i watched malignant so all that stuff went right over my head and i thought it was like a big flop movie but now focus focus cheesy yeah, but like that's I know what it was. What Scream was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But maybe I'll watch that now with a whole new different view on it. Yeah, I, see if I, I need like to, it. I need to rewatch Malignant. Um, but I do remember when I saw it that I was reminded of Scream a couple of times. But I need to rewatch it to kind of make that connection. But it did it they all kind of have this like almost made for TV movie kind of quality to them where it's like a little cheesy and dramatic, but that's just kind of the fun of it is like, yeah, it's a rainy not day. scary, but horror. Yeah. And it's yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Interesting. Love it. Well, I'm so happy that you experienced these films. Thank you for going through them all. Yeah. I mean, we should probably move through all of your top five scary movies, huh? I'm so down. We did Blair Witch. Dead Martyrs. Oh, yeah. Scream. Scream. We got two more. 
What are my other two? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's like every time we do a movie, you're like, this is in my top five movies. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, hey. I don't know. <laughs> what? I really like how we ended off last episode with um, not a taste of tarot, but with the stress reduction starting off the new year. A uh, snap of stress reduction. A stitch that, of stress reduction. Neither of those sound like they're reducing stress. As good as so Taste of Tarot. I'm not going to call it that. Can we just call it Taste of Tarot? But like, stress edition? Stress edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. But it's still the first month of the year, so. Okay. It's still good to keep it going. And Mercury's in retrograde, so like, Tensions are high and wild and oh, bullshit's happening. Yeah. So center yourself. We need we need the centering. All right. <clears throat> Hopefully you guys were saying yes to you these past couple weeks. Say yes to you. And we're transcending yourself. Um, let us know if you guys have any type of feedback or anything. We know you're out there. <laughs> okay. Ethan's going to pick a card. Okay. So Lindsay has a really cool uh, deck. Oh, just let him fall. It's okay. Well. <laughs> Is that like an omen or something? I don't know. I pulled one card and a whole deck fell. Yeah. What is even on this? It's like bottles, but there's stems coming out of the bottles and forming a circle around them. Yeah, so it's three bottles and a bunch of leaves are coming out of it and they're forming a heart. This card is called Community of Friends. Oh. Oh. Social support is crucial in maintaining good mental health, positive social networks, and to enhance resilience. Fully agree. Fully agree. So what you can do is make a list of friends who make you smile. And if you feel stressed or uneasy, visit one of your friends for a drink, a walk, or a chat. Just refer back to your list. You can go to a social event with them or start a new hobby with them. And your community is one of your greatest resources. Okay. So turn to your friends. Turn to my friends. Okay. I like that. I like that too. But maybe, friends bring happiness. Maybe virtually since we're actually in a pandemic. Forget that. <laughs> Live your life. If you get Omicron, I hope you're okay. If you get okay. COVID, period, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Which that reminds me in um, Scream 5 how they like doused Amber in the liquid. I thought it was like alcohol or something, but she was like, hand sanitizer. Yeah. And I was like, that is so relevant that someone would have a gallon of hand sanitizer <laughs> in their house. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. I like that part. Yeah. So cool. Um, to answer your question, Hereditary is in my top five horrors. Okay. I, I, also I think have, I only saw that once, like right when it first came out. I also have The Wailing. Mm, let's do that one next. And I also have The Shining. Okay, I heard that one was boring. I hate you so much. <laughs> End this podcast. <laughs> and scene. Bye, All guys. right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>